on today's episode, we're going to talk about how well small ball is working for the Rockets. We're going to talk about Kelly's piece on James Harden, the big rematch against the Celtics in ABC primetime Saturday night game. But before we get started, speaking of looking fresh, is that velvet you have? <laughs> Biggie Velvet. Mo Dackel, this guy's amazing. Welcome to a new episode of Brody and the Beard. I'm your host, Mo Dekeel. With me, as always, is Kelly Eco. We got Sasha Shaw on the ones and twos, making sure we sound great. Kelly, how you doing, man? I miss you, Mo. I missed you too, man. I've missed you. <laughs> Been too long, man. I'll see you next month, though. But, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> We're not ready for that yet. We're not ready for that yet. Good. Well, let's just jump right into it. We're 11 games into the small ball project, and this is before the Capella trade, before somebody tries to, well, actually me this stuff. You know, they they started going to this before they traded Capella, so we have 11 kind of games to look at in terms of stats. It's been working really well for them. They're 9-2 and in these games. You know, they, they lost an incredibly tough one against Utah, and then they lost a game against Phoenix, in which Russ didn't even play. It was resting him on a back-to-back, man. What's... What's been your impressions of everything you've seen so far? I think with every day that goes by, they get more and more confident in what they're trying to do. You're seeing guys on the same page, defending as a unit. On offense, Harden and Russ are finally looking like they're gelling together, which is very dangerous for a lot of teams. You're seeing them, even though they might not have the toughest competition in front of them, they are getting the job done. They're blowing teams out. They're doing it in impressive fashion. and. So far, so good. I mean, they're crushing teams right now. I mean, they absolutely crushed the Memphis Grizzlies yesterday. They they beat the Knicks by 11, Utah by 10, destroyed a very crappy Warriors team by 30. They've been they've been rolling right now. And and I love what you said there about Russ and Harden kind of figuring out how to play with each other. You know, when you look at it in this stretch, Harden's averaging 33 points. Russ is averaging 32. You got Harden shooting almost 40% from three. Russ shooting 53% from the field. Like They've been damn impressive, but they're also doing it in the other areas as well. Averaging Both are almost averaging seven rebounds. Harden's almost at eight in this stretch. And you know they're rebounding. The whole thing, man, it's, 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 it's looking really good at this point. How much of this is they're catching teams, not off guard, but you know, night to night, it's difficult to game plan. How much of this is a regular season thing, you think, versus a, a playoff thing? I think initially it's going to be a regular season thing just because this hasn't been done for a long period of time in a while. Another part of it is also, you know, like you said, Harden and Russ, they're, they're joined together. It seems like Harden is taking a little step back to allow Russ to, you know, be more confident and impose his will on the team on both ends of the floor. We're seeing him you know, impact the game in many different areas, his tenacity, his ferociousness, his fearlessness, and also, obviously, his offensive game, you know, being able to drive it at defenders, driving kick scenarios, get other guys involved as well for himself. And Harden, you know, is doing 
everything he normally does. He's not forcing as many threes as much. He's kind of understanding how that the game is going to go, how Russ dictates it. So he's kind of finding his spots, and he's still going to end up with 30 points. So I think as these games go on, you're going to see them figure each other out more and more. Now, the playoffs is a, is a whole other story because, as you know, games do slow down a bit. You have more time to prepare for your opponent, and teams will have to be able to look at the small ball for an extended period of time and see the best way to go about beating it. But right now, they can't. Another interesting stat in this this run of 11 games, the Rockets have the best offensive rating at 118, and they have the 10th defensive rating at 109.8. I mean, they're actually defending really well out of it, which is something that's been very impressive. It's Part of it, I think, is teams haven't figured out quite how to attack it, and they've been fortunate with some of the teams they've played. Like, Utah doesn't have a post-up guy. Like, Rudy Gobert is not a post-up guy, and it's easy for them to switch and put Harden on Gobert in, in, in the pick-and-roll, or, or Russ ending up on Rudy in a pick-and-roll isn't as uh, a big of an issue because it's just that's just not his game, so it works out well for them. But they're really paying off in that. And, and you said something just before we recorded, you know, that I wanted you to touch on. Like, it's not just those two guys that are balling. Like, it looks like some of the other guys are beginning to find their confidence. Besides those two, who else is standing out? For sure, uh, Covington as a rim protector. I think he has 15 or so, 17 blocks in the last four games, five games. Even so, where he, he even joked that the league had sent a drug test after the game to, after the fourth game. Because I think he finished with, with five blocks. It's not only him. You know, the Rockets have their, their scheme, obviously, where they want to swarm the paint and kind of rotate for the corner threes. But specifically when it comes to rebounding opportunities and, you know, when a big man catches the ball down low, like we saw Jonas Valchunas last night, the Rockets are sending Russ as a secondary helper. You know, he's going to shade, come back. Covington, they, they believe in his ability to, you know, withstand pressure and force down low. And, able to use his quickness and IQ to, you know, go for timely blocks. Tucker's obviously there to, you know, be a force down there as well. But it's a, it's a collective effort. And that's what, you know, Coach wanted to see between now and the playoffs, just them being on the same page, them defending for one another and communicating. That was the biggest problem early on in the season. They weren't talking. You know, they were pointing fingers. They were blaming one another. But now you're seeing guys defend with energy, defend with force. And that's what, and that's what you want to see for a team. That's, you know, a quote-unquote contender. How do you defend in tough situations? How do you defend together? And how do you communicate for 48 minutes of a game? Covington's averaging 2.6 blocks in the the eight games he's been with the Rockets. So that's pretty damn impressive. I mean, that's right up there with with the shot blockers. What's been your impressions of Jeff Green so far? He's only played about four games, just about 20 minutes. But what's what have you seen so far? Oh, it's pretty, pretty good. I mean, you know more than most, seeing him in Utah. There were games where you would see him, you know, be pretty efficient, 15, 16 points. And then there are other times where he would be just awful as a defender. (laughs) But I think in Houston, it's a good fit for him because they're not asking him to do too much. His role is different than it was in other stops. All they want him to do is bring energy, use his athleticism when needed, you know, space the floor and defend. And I think playing with his old teammates, Russ and Harden, it gives him extra confidence, you know, playing for a coach like Mike D'Antoni, who does, you know, give players that freedom to express themselves. I think he's doing well for him right now. Now, the question is, 
is he going to see serious minutes in the playoffs? That's that. That's where I tend to disagree. I don't think he'll be on the floor that much in the playoffs. But right now, he's doing everything you could ask for for a ten day contract. How how much of this of his minutes now has to do with Eric Gordon going to be missing time? Uh, he didn't play in the uh, Memphis game due to what was it a bruised knee? So you know it, it looks like EG is going to miss a little bit of time there. You know, like this is kind of why you get him, right? To 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 sort of help out in case of those injuries. Yeah, and uh, Coach D'Antoni said, you know, before the game that apart from Eric Gordon, the injury or the absence of thrombocephalosia with flu-like symptoms was going to give Jeff Green and Demar Carroll a chance to get some more run. I think Green's addition is tied to, you know, Thabo's minutes more than Gordon. I think Gordon is more of the Austin Rivers, Ben McLemore type. But at the end of the day, they're all going to be on the floor because they're all wings and guards under 6'7". So it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You know, as Gordon comes back, we'll see less of Jeff Green and DeMar Carroll. But right now, it's a good opportunity for them to you know, get comfortable in the system. Right. And then another guy who's been balling in this whole little experiment has been Austin Rivers. Yeah. Shooting 41% from three, averaging just under 10 points, getting about 23 minutes a game. You know, like he's taking his game to another level. Yeah, and it's funny you, you mentioned Austin because I talked to him after the last game, you know, when the bench, I think the bench scored nearly 50 points. And I asked him, is there a nickname for the second unit yet? Some people said it was the buyout brigade, the buyout bunch. He said, no, none of that stuff. It's just do your job. And that name took on its own life. People start calling the, the do your job mob. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and you're seeing Rivers now playing with, you know, a full head of confidence. Heading into the break, I think he had to score double digits in, I think it was two in the last 12, 15 games. But now you're seeing him, you know, kind of playing like his old self, beating out off the dribble, crossover, hitting threes with confidence and just believing in himself. And that's what you want to see from a rotational player. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the stuff they need. Everybody kind of feeling good and, and a part of it as they begin to make this run yeah. into the playoffs. I do want to talk about something else, though, Kelly. I want to talk about your great piece on James Harden that just dropped, I believe, just the other day. And, and everybody's got to go read it. It's been a cra- I didn't even really think about it until I read it in your piece. But like, it's been a crazy few weeks for him. On a road trip, then they go into All-Star break, and he goes to Chicago for that. Comes back, and they're back on the road. Then flies to L.A. for the, the Kobe Memorial and then flies back day of the game. Uh, him, Tucker, and Westbrook fly back for for their game against uh, who was it against? Sorry, I can't. I'm blanking the now. The Knicks. The Knicks. Well, that's hardly a game. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but fly back for the game, and 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 he comes out and playing like he's been going nonstop for the past few weeks. You know, touch a little bit on that and like your, you know, his his mindset in, in that piece. Don't give the whole thing away, man. People better go subscribe. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, with him being with Mike D'Antoni the last four years, they've they've tried to get to a championship. They haven't gotten it. Each exit, and I, I said this in the story, but each exit tells its own story. You know, 2016, it was the the bizarre game six against San Antonio. Uh, the next year, it was the, the bizarre 27 missed threes. The next year, it was the bizarre, you know, Kevin Durant, Achilles injury, and and their death by Steph Curry, Draymond Green, pick and rolls. 
And I think this year is the most important in this Rockets era, as has been said numerous times this season, just because of the unknown. You don't know what the summer will hold, obviously in any NBA season, but more specifically, you know, the dynamic of Harden, D'Antoni, and Daryl Morey, that dynamic, you know, could be threatened in the summer if, if things don't go, you know, how they want it to go this summer. I mean, in the playoffs. So I think right now you're seeing Harden lock in. He's um, adopted a mindset that's blocking out all the noise. It's not exactly LeBron's zero dark 30, but it's pretty similar. He doesn't want to get distracted by anything outside because they understand that him being a leader of this team, they have a job at hand and that's to win a championship. And that's going to take nothing less than, you know, it has to be excellence. And that starts from him. You know, if he sets the tone, other guys will follow. And I think that's why you're seeing him embrace that role as a leader. And I think that's why you're seeing, you know, the Rockets playing the way they are right now because of, you know, Harden and Russ, you know, to be fair, their understanding of their roles and their understanding of, you know, what it takes to be a championship team. It's been interesting. Like, we can talk about over and over again and relitigate the Chris Paul Westbrook trade. I think. The most important thing about bringing Westbrook in at at this point, you know, and 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 forget about fit and all that stuff. The Rockets brought somebody in that really had Harden's respect, right? Like he's the type of guy we've, we've they've talked about it many times where he can pretty much yell at Harden and 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 yell at James, and there's really not going to be any offense to it. Whereas, I mean, any of his other teammates in the past, Chris, uh, Dwight Howard, whoever, they probably couldn't get away with that. Yeah, I think that was a, a huge thing in, in that deal. You know, just being on the level page with, with, with one another, being able to see eye to eye. You know, there isn't any ego or any hidden agenda. It's just two guys that have known each other for 20 years that want to win a championship and understand that they haven't so far for various reasons. But it's not the end of the world and it's not the end of their careers yet. So there's still time and they understand that, you know, now would be the best time to do it. Obviously, the Warriors are gone for now. With the small ball they're playing right now, they have a, a very good opportunity to, to make some serious noise in the playoffs. But, you know, it starts with them internally. They have to, you know, be on their A games all the time. Like I, I don't think the Rockets can afford, <clears throat> you know, a bad game from Harden and Russ combined in the playoffs if they want to succeed. I don't think the team is at that level yet. So I think they understand it's, it's really urgent. That's normal. I think this year in particular for most of these teams, they're not going to be able to survive. Any of these teams are really going to survive if their top guys aren't, aren't hitting shots. Like the Lakers are really going to struggle if AD and LeBron don't have good games and, and so on. So I think that's, you know, it's a little bit different this year than it has in the past where sometimes you're able to steal a win because you're role players or whatnot. Uh, I think this year it's really going to playoffs are really going to come down to your stars and and how they play. But before we move on, I want to take a moment to tell you more about the great things going on at the Athletic. The Athletic is home to 400 of the best sports writers out there, covering every major sport in every major league in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Look, we just talked about Kelly's great piece about James Harden. He just wrote last week about Russell Westbrook. I mean, he's guys. If you're not subscribing to the Athletic, you're missing out on some of the best writing out there, especially on the Houston Rockets. Kelly's killing the game right now. Simply put, we have the best newsroom on the planet. 
but you don't have to take my word for it. You can see it for yourself by signing for you can see for yourself by signing up for a free trial. Free folks, you heard me. F R E E. Head to theathletic.com slash Brody and the Beard to save 40% on an annual subscription. That works out to $3 a month for total access for some of the best sports coverage in the world. What are you waiting for? That's like skipping one coffee cup at Starbucks. And to be honest, if you're getting a, a grande or a or a, a venti, that's really more than the, the subscription you're paying a month. So again, go to theathletic.com slash Brody and the Beard to save 40% off. One thing I do want to talk about, Kelly, you know, when it comes to Harden and 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 to a lesser degree, Russ, because they've kind of put the plan in motion for Russ. But do you think it's time to start talking a little bit about getting Harden some rest? I mean, not so much minutes. I mean, he's played pretty low minutes in the in the past few games. You know, I think what do we say? He barely cracked like thirty three minutes over the five games. But do you think they might want to just give him like a day off to just kind of rest and relax? I mean, it's been a stressful few weeks for him. Uh, it's funny you say that because you know. It's- are one of the most unique teams in the league as it pertains to giving players, you know, rest and, and stuff like that. Their practices are a bit different than other teams, given that they don't really practice like other teams do. They'll watch film for a while, but their practices, like the one yesterday, it was only like 20, 30 minutes long after, you know, an extended, I guess, film session. So for Harden, even this month after the break, he's, he hasn't played more than 35 minutes, I think, once. And that's going to be important down the stretch. But the Rockets try to find ways in the season to give guys, you know, quote-unquote rest and load management. But I think, obviously, you know, if they can take care of business early on, it gives D'Antoni, you know, an easier way to decide to sit hard and on the bench. I think now he's averaging, what, 33 to 34 minutes right now in, in February? Right. So we'll see how that keeps up. But for now, I don't think it's a problem right now, but it might be, you know, heading into that, that killer five-game road stretch and, you know, the homestand end of the season. Yeah, and I'm not even talking about minutes as much as just like, just give him a full day off. You, you know, that was kind of the, my, my, my thought when going back to your piece and what I had said earlier about that, this three-week stretch. It, I, I was almost just like, man, it, it almost seems like he needs a, a staycation, just a day where it's like, man, I'm just going to chill at the house and relax and, and, and not do anything. And I think that would that help him a lot. But also, you don't want to screw up the rhythm of the team right now. They're playing with such great flow. It's, it's kind of a tough balance and, and, and try to figure out when to do something like that. I think that's, that's something more concerning. The other thing that's a bit concerning, and really you brought it to my attention because I hadn't even really noticed it. Russ is coming dangerously close here to uh, too many technicals, man. <laughs> yeah, um, it happened last night. Uh, I think it was a, he had finished a spin layup on D- uh, Anthony Mountain, and he flexed and yelled "and one," and on the ref gave a technical foul. It was kind of weird, honestly. But he has fourteen. But we're not sure if the league is going to rescind that. So as it stands, he has fourteen technical fouls, as you do know. Once he gets to 16, you know, you, you get suspended. And for every two after that, you get a, a, an additional suspension. You know, the question now becomes, is Russ this evil genius that wants to, you know, miss those back-to-backs by, you know, sh- strategizing when to get his text? Or 
you know, is he somebody that is going to play like this forever? The Rockets don't need, or they can't afford to have him miss any key game, obviously right now, but in general. This is who he is. He's, he's a guy that plays with his emotions on his sleeve. He's a very passionate person. Um, the question is, is there a way for him to kind of compartmentalize that to, to you know, help his team? It's hard, man, because, like, first off, I think the technical is going to get rescinded. Uh, I saw it. I didn't think it was. It was definitely a quick whistle in that regard. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the NBA rescinds it and, and, and he goes back down to just 13 normal techs. Uh, in you know, having that that 13 tech total, I don't think you want to change the way he plays. Like, listen, obviously, we don't want him to get suspended. We don't want him to 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 miss games because of it and things like that. But you know, at the same time, you don't want to lose that fire and passion because that's so much of who he is, right? The passion is what makes Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook. So I I don't think you can kind of tame that because that's at the, at some point you're asking him to change who he is fundamentally. And I don't think you want that because that's kind of what the Rockets needed, you know, coming into the season. But it's 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 a you know it's a very teetering line. Like, how do you manage passion and control? Because you, you do know that the refs they don't like to be showed up. So if they feel any sign of disrespect, a tech is coming your way. Now, and to be honest, like across the league, there's been a bunch of techs flying over the past few, you know, few weeks. Uh, in that game, they also gave a tech to uh, one of the Memphis players after complaining about a foul. I can't remember who it was. Um, not too long after Russ got a technical. But I've seen it kind of flying around throughout the course of the – since the All-Star break. I think the refs kind of had it with everybody sort of screaming at, yelling at them. And I'll give them a little bit of credit here. I don't handle a yell well when people are yelling and screaming at me. If I had the ability <laughs> to text some people in just everyday life, there's the text would be flying out like candy, Kelly. I'd just be blowing my whistle going, boom, tech, you're out kind of stuff. So I could see them kind of getting a little bit worn down from it. Do you think he gets the technical if he doesn't scream and one and just, just kind of yes, lets out a yell? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think the ref – and they talked to the crew chief after the game, and he said – it was for taunting, but he didn't even do the, you know, the cradle celebration. So if that's taunting, then there's a lot more in the league that you got to look at. So, I, no, I mean, we got, we, 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 we're going to have some fun taunting stuff. It's, you know what? I'm okay with taunting, man. Let's I'm okay with it. It's not, it's not, as long as it's not disrespectful, you know, these are guys who are making a lot of money playing the game they love. It's going to be a lot of testosterone, a lot of, you know, tenacity and stuff. And, Guys express themselves different ways. I don't, I don't see why you have to punish people for, for doing that. I mean, let me put it to you this way. One of my favorite dunks of all time was Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp, I'm about yeah, and, 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 and the whole pointing <laughs> stuff and things like that. Referee's going to call a technical on that. But that is on every dunking highlight there is, man. Like, that's part of the dunk. Exactly. Like, I, I, I kind of feel like I want to put in a rule here, Kelly. If you dunk on a dude... You get to flex. You get to talk a little bit of trash for for about thirty seconds. You know, you get to point or do whatever, or give him a stare. I think we got to start. We got to start making this work here, Kelly. Yeah, and I think the NFL has something similar to that. You know, in the, like the touchdown celebration. It's just something fun that the people like to, to see. It's not. He's not as long as it's not insulting over the crossing the line or something. I don't see the problem in it. At some point, the refs are going to have to have a meeting with the players about that because it's. It's going to be an issue, and it might be an issue in the playoffs. I honestly don't think we're going to get to the point where 
Russ is going to get the uh, suspended for a technical. I think. No, he'll, I think he is. He'll manage it. He, oh, you think he is, dude? They're, they're going to put the Lakers again in LA. <laughs> it's going to be a technical <laughs> well, foul. He game. didn't get. Did he get teched last time? I'm looking that up. I don't remember him getting. No, he didn't. Last but time. this game is going to be much more important than the last one because it's so close to the playoffs. I just think there's going to be a lot of emotions running high. Russ I'm is willing not, to put a bet on it. I'm willing to bet you, Kelly, that he doesn't. So, are you saying from now to the end of the season, he's going to stay at 14? No, I'm saying he's not getting suspended. I don't think he's going to hit the 17 mark. No, 16. It's not 17. 16. Yeah, or even the 16. I don't think he's going to get suspended for a tech. Well, we'll we'll have to figure out a uh, way a, to a make this bet. A, yeah. a, a, a suitable and, and, and friendly wager here. You know, uh, I'm not getting an iPhone. That can't be part of the bet. So, <laughs> uh, you know, oh, al- although I came very close yesterday, but uh, wow, what happened? very quickly, I wanted it. I, the phone I really want wasn't available and my phone was broken. And instead of repairing, I thought maybe I'll upgrade. And I said, well, let me know. I go like, well, is this, is the iPhone available? He's like, man, we're out and we haven't had a shipment in weeks. So I was like, oh, well then I'll just repair my phone and wait for the one I really want. So uh, that was the closest you came, Kelly. For me so to ever selfish. Sasha, do you hear this? You could have made, made our group chat that much. Oh, my. Yeah. No, our group chat's fine. Tech, we don't need, we don't need to worry about foul. it. That's a technical foul. No, all right. Well, there we go. I got teed up. Uh, put that on <laughs> Russ's total. I still think we're good. Um, before we go, let's talk about they got a big game coming yeah. up this Saturday. And you know it's a big game because it's going to be on the ABC primetime Saturday night slot, that 530 slot. They, you know it's a big game because I'm going to be there. Oh, every game you're at, Kelly, is a big game. There's no arguing that. Uh, oh, God, that was such a just a kiss-ass thing to say. Damn. Yes, sir. It's oh, all wax. Sasha, Sasha edit wax. that out. Edit that out. <laughs> edit that out. I mean, Kelly's probably going to wear some whack-ass outfit, too. Um, the uh, But they're playing the Celtics. Nobody cares about what <laughs> anything else other than that they're playing the Boston Celtics, yeah. who have been on a roll lately, dude. Yeah. Like, they've been balling out really – I think after they lost to the Rockets, they kind of just been killing it. What's what's your kind of expectations going into Boston, seeing that the Celtics are on a run right now and the and the Rockets? What what's your expectations in this game? I want to see how Jason Tatum. I want to see if if the Tatum show continues. You know, when they played the Rockets, he had one of his worst games of the season. Uh, I think part of that was due to you know obviously the Rockets swarming defense, switching everything, and trying to make things uncomfortable. But since then, Tatum has been unstoppable. So I want to see how they adjust to that. I want to see, you know, obviously how the small ball works against the Boston Celtics kind of version of small ball. Obviously playing in a tough environment on the road in Boston, first time this season. Let's see how the Rockets, you know, stand up to a real challenge. You know, they've played well since the break, but this is going to be their first true, true contender since then. So let's see how they do. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. I'm actually pretty excited for it. I think the uh, they do kind of play their own brand of of small ball. Tice is uh, is is a little bit bigger, but he's been good. He's been he's been playing well for them. But I think the challenges of having to worry up against a post up guy or anything like that is not going to be the case against Boston. But I think they got to watch out for for some of the cutting and 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 movement that Boston has in their offense, which is going to make things really interesting and and. Yeah, man, it's going to be a fun challenge. They're going to be a 
much better opponent than the Memphis Grizzlies were, who, who just got destroyed yesterday. After that first quarter, Kelly, it was brutal. Looking for that to be a fun game? I think it's what, 830? It 830 is a 8.30 East Coast time game, I believe. And uh, it means West Coast 5.30, which I love. Wow. That's 5.30. That what? game ends. Then I get to go enjoy my Saturday night. Like This is, this is the perfect time slot for me. Ready to ready to roll, and that's why the West Coast is always the best coast, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> you got you got anything else? You got anything you want to add before we bounce? Uh, I've read like four articles this week, so make sure you're catching up because I'm dropping them like flies. All the more reason to subscribe to the Athletic, folks. Don't miss Kelly stuff. Don't miss all the other great writers we got. I mean, Ethan Strauss, uh, Frank Isola, Sam Amick. Um, so many other guys out there, uh, Zach Harper and his power rankings. Make sure you can talk a little trash to him about where the Rockets are and the, uh, where they landed in the power rankings. You can, you can give him a little bit of a hard time and might make it onto his, uh, outrage podcast. So, so make sure you subscribe at theathletic.com slash Brody and the beard. So for Kelly Eco, for Sasha Shaw, for me, Mo Dekeel, we out.